This is IGN. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. This is IGN. The Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne Review The Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne is in select theaters and will debut on Amazon Prime Video on November 5th. The Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne has little by way of coherent theme or insight, but it's made worthwhile by occasional visual sparks and a fantastic lead performance. A biopic front-loaded with zaniness, it creates a curious allure around its subject, the late 19th and early 20th century cartoonist Lewis Wayne. Known for his colorful sketches of wide-eyed anthropomorphic cats radiating electricity, though its narrative and aesthetic shortcomings boil down to its inability to keep up with the man playing him, Benedict Cumberbatch, who delivers such a madcap yet fine-tuned performance that he swallows the production whole. A faded color grade applied to bright hues and vivid production design, coupled with a 4x3 frame, gives the appearance of an old photograph. The picture, however, is anything but still. For the first half hour, director Will Sharp and cinematographer Eric Wilson elicit laughs through their framing and blocking alone, carefully composing wide-angle tableaus of Wayne timidly navigating his crowded home and his five boisterous sisters. The oldest and most high-strung among them, Caroline, Andrea Riseborough, rests on a knife's edge. Her sudden outbursts make for an amusing contrast to Wayne's reserve. But Riseborough's frayed performance imbues even her most comical moments with humanity. Caroline is ultimately concerned with the household finances, and Wayne seems less than capable of negotiating a higher salary. But his new illustrator gig at a London newspaper is an opportunity all the same. To get the job, the ambidextrous Wayne impresses editor William Ingram, Toby Jones, with a quick-fire drawing using both his hands. He resembles an orchestra conductor when he creates his lowbrow caricatures, a grandiose undertaking that demands intense focus and leaves him with little spare attention for social cues, or for much of anything else. He moves swiftly from one task to the next, whether sketching a raging bull up close, leaving his clothes messy and his nose bloody, or taking boxing classes for which he's clearly ill-suited. The result is similar. However, his attention is finally snatched by his sister's quick-witted and attractive new governess, Emily Richardson, Claire Foy, for whom Wayne is willing to expose his physical and emotional vulnerabilities despite expecting to be reviled. From there on out, the snappy comedy, anchored by Olivia Colman's sardonic narration, finds itself occasionally interrupted by more drawn-out serious moments, which the film can't seem to fully balance. It rarely readjusts its awkward, wide-angled framing for scenes which aren't meant to be funny, 
It also begins to lose itself to the typical hallmarks of the Hollywood biopic, especially its need to cram as many life events as possible into its 111-minute runtime, as if hitting every section on a subject's Wikipedia page were a contractual requirement. It moves swiftly from comedy to tragedy and back, and while the tonal swings aren't jarring in and of themselves, the result is a film that doesn't quite know what it's about. Even though its narrator insists on themes and emotional ideas which rarely manifest on screen, the real Wayne's artistic genius went hand in hand with an apparent mental illness. Schizophrenia may have run in his family. And while his pivot to Cat Lover is framed sincerely, the more troubling elements of his story feel awkwardly placed. In an era of electrical inventions, Wayne's delusional take on electricity is more ethereal. He believes it to be a mysterious spiritual force radiated by living beings, which takes hold not only in gorgeous illustrations, but in ill-advised conversations which reveal his steady decline. The movie is unable to shake its whimsical tone, even when things get dour, and so Wayne's story occasionally feels farcical in presentation. It's anything but a farce. Wayne himself is presented endearingly. But rare are the moments when the visual and emotional distance established in the first half hour are subverted or overcome, except for a few instances when colors bleed into each other and the visual fabric briefly takes on the same psychedelic quality of which Wayne speaks. However, despite its malformed narrative, the electrical life of Lewis Wayne is saved by a firecracker performance from Cumberbatch, whose gaunt appearance and grandfatherly smile radiate gentleness but whose electric energy shocks the film to life. His Wayne is a man who hops up staircases with a cartoonishly feline posture, whose hair looks like it's been zapped by static, and whose limbs feel charged by lightning strikes. He feels like an embodiment of Wayne's work, and watching him traipse through space is fascinating all in its own. It's as if he's been cut out from an early Charlie Chaplin comedy filmed on a hand-cranked camera at an unsteady frame rate and spliced into a world which was shot at the standard 24 frames per second. His movements feel as if they flicker, and his limbs seem to travel just a little too fast. In the most cinematic way possible, he doesn't belong. Cumberbatch plays Wayne in several different decades, which means he also ends up in an old man wig and prosthetics. His appearance slowly ages into his already world-weary performance, rather than him having to age into the makeup. The film isn't able to fully shoulder the weight of Wayne's twilight years. After a sped-through middle portion that hits more factual beats than emotional ones, it suddenly introduces a disconnected tale of regret, but Cumberbatch is nonetheless able to warp the movie around him using a delicate balance of vacant stares and piercing self-pity, which grows so naturally from the rest of his performance that it almost feels as if this has been the central point all along. It hasn't, which is why the actor's work feels so magical here. It is, essentially, a narrative life raft. The minor characters with whom Wayne crosses paths are played by a slew of well-known comedic performers, including Adil Akhtar, Four Lions, Richard Ayoid, The IT Crowd, and Taika Waititi, Jojo Rabbit. But few of these actors leave any lasting impact despite the range of talent on display. Perhaps this, in and of itself, is an indictment of its inability to stir emotions let alone its failure to capture Wayne's increasingly unstable point of view. It brings to mind a similar biopic from 2018, Julian Schnabel's At Eternity's Gate, in which Willem Dafoe plays painter Vincent van Gogh during some of the most troubled years of his life. A more focused story gives way to aesthetics that envelop you both within van Gogh's crumbling psyche and within his artistry, two inseparable facets of his outlook, which Schnabel weaves intrinsically together. 
In contrast, the electrical life of Lewis Wayne features only occasional flourishes that hint at these ideas, but as largely separate forces that only happen to be similar in appearance. The overlap between how Wayne sees the world and how that world manifests in his cat paintings is limited to superficial details. Even though several characters, including the omniscient narrator, frequently comment on Wayne's emotional relationship to his work and the pain that drives it, this relationship rarely comes to the fore until things are winding down, and most of the story is in our rear view. The film clearly knows what it wants to be. It frequently telegraphs its emotional goals through spoken words. But apart from Cumberbatch's fantastically strange performance, it seldom hits these targets. The Verdict for a story about an artist's perspective, The Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne rarely translates its ideas about artistry into something visual or dramatic. However, Benedict Cumberbatch injects life into an otherwise straightforward biopic, with a lively performance that feels thematically in tune with Wayne's electric outlook. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 